0: Hello. Welcome to the Dear Writer Podcast. I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between.
0: Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we're recording episode 129 and we are going to be doing another one of our creative exercises and today we are doing something a little bit personal. We're going to be writing about our scariest situations, which I think we both had an interesting experience working on this exercise. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Sarah, did you want to give us a little overview of what we got up to? Sure. So um, as Ashley mentioned, this episode, we tried out an exercise. It was really designed to prompt writing and to get past blocks. It was a very simple idea. It was to write a paragraph about the scariest situation you've ever been in. And we found the exercise for this episode on a website called imagineforest.com. So our first question is to jump into what were our initial thoughts before attempting the exercise and what attracted us to this exercise? Well, I'm
1: not going to say I was particularly attracted to the exercise, <laughs> but it seemed doable. So that's,
0: I guess, a it's Ashley's start. just like, well, it was given it to me by Sarah. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs>
1: So I actually my initial thoughts were a bit mixed because the more I thought about the sort of situations, the more it became like a bit of an exercise in categorizing what scary was. And mm-hmm. because memories sort of fade and change with time. So I'd be like, This one. And I'm like, that wasn't so scary. Now I look back on it, it's kind of amusing. Like, is that really scary? No, nah, it's not. I'm like, skip that one. Or like I'd come to another one and be like, oh, but that's, you know. That was scary, but it requires like backstory, if that makes any sense. (laughs) And I was like, if I only have a paragraph, like I can't really go into why I particularly found that situation really scary when a lot of other people might just be like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, well, you know, there's like 10 years of backstory we have to get through before you can (laughs) like understand why I'm scared in this situation. Oh, dear. And the other one I had an issue with was a lot of them are when you're a child and I find like childhood fear is like a lot different to how you feel as an adult, like looking Mm -hmm. back. And then I was like, well, if I pick a childhood fear, I was kind of not sure how I'd like portray it. You'd have to
0: frame it as a child.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, do I really (laughs) want to like, cause that's like, you know, extra um, so I like, am i really in the mood for like trying to put myself back into seven-year-old ashley when she got stuck in the mirror maze? i don't know <laughs> um so oh, are so cute so it was kind of i i was really struggling to find one and then finally i was like they are quite personal so i was like is it how's it going to go writing about one of these and then sharing it with the world but we'll see how it goes so that's sort of how but apprehensive
0: mm-hmm. um, what about you sarah well, so I wasn't really sure how it was going to pan out. I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, well, that is quite interesting. And I could kind of see potential for developing a writing skill set around emotion and like further kind of diving into like that deep emotion of fear and like trying to really get like specific feelings across. So I thought there was potential in it from that perspective, but that's, that was basically my dive into it viewpoint. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss how it actually went um, shortly.
1: <laughs> so I guess that means we jump into the quote unquote paragraphs we wrote? Yes. Yeah. I can go first, but I'm going to go with first. Mine's very not a paragraph. As you'll see, it's much longer. Mine was like a page, so that's okay. Okay, mine's just over a page as well. So longer than a paragraph. (laughs) I will preface, this is about sleep paralysis. So just so in case it's a bit triggering for people.
0: That's a good point, yeah.
1: Is a dream, but, and it is sleep paralysis. So I just thought I'd put it out there because it's quite like, some people might be a bit, you know, might be a bit upset by what happens. But anyways, thought I put that out there first, so spoiler alert. Okay. Morning sun filtered through the curtains, casting a golden glow in my bedroom. I stretched out, feeling the tension ease out of my back before nuzzling my head deeper into my feather pillow. No work, no study, a perfect excuse to sleep in. I reached my hand out and felt the empty bed beside me. James must have already left for work. That meant no one would notice if I slipped in a little. I glanced at the clock. 8 a.m. Just a half an hour more. Yawning, I snuggled back into bed and pulled the duvet up to my chin, willing my conscious to return to the dream world, where I could escape, where I could forget about my looming exams, where I could leave all the woes of my PhD behind me. I took a deep breath and let my body relax, sinking deeper into the mattress and deeper into slumber. I closed my eyes and let the world around me melt into the fuzzy embrace of sleep, warm, cozy, welcoming. But a rustle of movement made me open my eyes. Lazily, I let my gaze wander to the doorway, expecting the smiling face of my partner gazing back at me on his way to work, maybe bringing me a cup of tea to drink in bed. But the shadowy figure silhouetted wasn't James. Dark hair dangling over a pale face, eyes black and sunken. My heart raced with fear as the stranger ambled towards me, slow and purposeful. My heartbeat pounded in my ears with each step, closer, closer, closer. I tried to scream out, yell for help, but my lips wouldn't open. The stranger strode up to the side of the bed and peered into my eyes. Sweat crawled down his face, dripping down his nose and clinging to his lip. His cracked lips pulled tight into a smile as he began to climb up onto the bed. I tried to sit up, escape, run, but my limbs were stuck, paralyzed. The man made his way onto the bed, his weight sitting on my chest. "'crushing the air from my lungs. "'He brought his face close to mine, "'his lips hovering a centimetre above my own. "'I wanted to fight, to push him away, to yell, "'but my arms lay limp at my side "'as I let out a silent scream. "'I tried in vain to struggle, to dislodge him, to get away, "'but my body was failing me. "'I closed my eyes tight. "'I didn't want to see his face anymore. "'I didn't want to see what he was about to do. "'Immediately, the weight dissipated "'and my invisible restraints were loosed.' I opened my eyes and sat bolt upright, my heart racing, my body drenched in sweat. The man was gone. My room was empty. My sleep paralysis had struck again. (laughs) So that was my paragraph.
0: So yes. I've had sleep paralysis before. It's not fun. I've only had it once before, though. Randomly in my teens, and I have not forgotten.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you remember the whole thing. (laughs) No. I no longer attempt to lucid dream anymore after that incident. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so did you want to do yours next and then like
0: do a recap, I guess? Sure. Okay. So mine is about work. Again, I'll preface mine by saying that I guess fear has many different shapes and forms. And mine, it was interesting because I guess work you know like you're taught how to deal with it so it's quite focused and it was actually quite hard in some ways to insert the tension was there but it was like hard to like describe it anyways it's not my best work but we'll (laughs) we'll read it anyways tension thrummed in the air as i entered the operating room distantly i registered the sound of the alarm that had brought me there but it was late and no one else would be coming The head anesthetist, David, was already present and the surgeon hovered at the bedside. To some, maybe it looked calm. No one was rushing. There was no panic. Almost silently, Sam, the anesthetic technician, dragged the emergency trolley into the room and moved other equipment out of the way. I stood back, assessing, waiting to see how I could help. I can't see the vocal cords, Anna said. Her voice was tight and her hands shook as she tried to position the tube in the patient's mouth. Anna was a junior anaesthetist assigned to the room. She's in laryngospasm. Without a tube, the patient couldn't breathe. What's the SATs? 80? 60? We've watched the numbers spiral down. Someone check for a pulse. We've lost the reading. I stepped forward, pressing my fingers into the thigh, searching for the patient's femoral pulse. I felt nothing. My heart thrummed anxiously. I hadn't practiced this nearly enough. Was I even putting my fingers in the right place? What if I was off, even by a centimetre? I looked up and locked eyes with another nurse who was trying to find a pulse on the opposite leg. Anything? David asked. We shook our heads. Start CPR. Sam climbed up onto the operating room bed and interlocked her fingers over the patient's chest. We continued searching for a pulse. David tried to get the tube down again, but he was struggling. It had been minutes. Minutes that the patient had been paralysed, their oxygen fading away a blue tinge to their lips. I've got the tracheostomy trolley. That was Martin, Sam's supervisor. David caught the eye of the surgeon. Have you done a tracheostomy before? The surgeon was new. This was a minor operation, or it was supposed to be. He clenched his jaw and swallowed before he spoke. On a pig, he said. The fear in his voice washed over all of us. And I just left it there because obviously it was like a lot of stuff happening at once and if I had described the entire situation it would have been like a short story so that's <laughs> kind of like I'm just gonna stop there I will say that the patient turned out okay in the end so if you're concerned because <laughs> this is a real story and it did happen that's good to know reassuring and they didn't they did not need a tracheostomy in the end either which was also good <laughs> that is good but, we'll continue with the next question which was what was our experience Ashley do you want to take this one first
1: sure so as I hinted at at the beginning like what my initial thoughts were it was like so hard to choose a scary time I guess and the first one I thought of was the sleep paralysis but I was like oh, I don't really want to write about sleep paralysis and then I was like what other situations have been really scary so I was like asking my husband and my sister and they're all like well obviously like Some of your chemistry stuff because a lot of the stuff in the lab i did was quite hairy like really you know using quite scary things really toxic like you know there were some moments where you you know had after you've done the reaction you go outside for some air and like calm down because it's a bit much and i was like i'll do one of those except once i realized how much like specialist terminology (laughs) and like explanation would be required to like recreate why it was scary I was like I can't do that in a page. Like I can't even like me just naming a chemical isn't even enough. Like I'd have to be like you know kind of explain a lot, explain the equipment, explain what I'm doing, like why it's scary and I was like I can't. That one's like way too hard. So in the end I was like oh I'll do the sleep paralysis after all. And I found writing it actually really challenging. First of all, I wasn't super keen to revisit it because I always find that (laughs) when I revisit stuff like that, it's then on your mind. And then when you go to, when I went to bed, I was like, am I going to have sleep paralysis again? Um, And I have a lot of, when I'm sleeping because of my son, I was always like in the crib. I always like wake up freaking out that I've like not put him in the crib or he's like in the bed and I've like crushed him like, and <laughs> stuff like that like I wake up like terrified and so I was like oh no like is that <laughs> something like that gonna like make it worse by you know bringing sleep paralysis to the front of mind but I was like oh it'll be fine I'm sure it'll be fine so writing it like Sarah and I said before like it's it was still super vivid so I didn't have any issues like imagining what I felt like or anything but I did find it really difficult to like get the right words down and keep it to a paragraph (laughs) i really wanted to keep you know like extending not necessarily the sleep paralysis part but the stuff around it and i wanted to make it more of a kept tending to make want to make it like a short story where you don't really know what is happening if that makes any sense then kind of like make like twist endings and like expand the beginning and then like spread out the tension but i was like no this is gonna take me way too long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to keep try and keep it short so I did my best but definitely went
0: a lot longer than I thought it was and um, what about you Sarah wow <laughs> so sounded like a pretty simple exercise but it was not very simple at all as we've kind of took started so talking long. about <laughs> so again like same as Ashley my first issue was choosing the scariest situation because I find with time, the feelings like actually around the situation get dulled. And sometimes it's tricky to choose like one worst situation to write about. And some situations are scarier in different ways or have higher stakes than others, but it depends on how they're viewed. So, you know, I did have a little difficulty choosing. I ended up falling back on my nursing because although it wasn't a personal situation, it was definitely very stressful.
1: It sounded very stressful. <laughs>
0: And it was also the first one that came to mind because I've been thinking of a lot lately about lining things up with a return from maternity leave. So, you know, all these anxieties about like, oh, my gosh, is there going to be another emergency situation stuff coming up again? But on reflection, like after writing it, I was like, actually, that was not the scariest situation I've been in. The scariest situations that I've been in probably relate to my pregnancy because I had a very complicated pregnancy and there were some hairy moments where we had to rush to the hospital. And I think that was like on reflection, I was like, yeah, that was definitely scary. (laughs) But at the same time, I was kind of like, well, it's kind of scary in different ways. So the second issue that I had was injecting enough tension into the piece, but still keeping it as a relatively short paragraph we
1: both failed at the paragraph thing
0: (laughs) yeah like as I kind of said before mine was an emergency so there was a lot of things happening within a very very short space of time and the third issue that I had was jargon and the sheer amount of people in the room kind of like Ashley was talking about with the chemistry I was like oh you know like I want to keep what was said like in general kind of fairly accurate so that you can get, like, a good sense of what it actually is like. But Mm -hmm. then at the same time, I don't want people to be like, okay, like, maybe people don't know what a tracheostomy is, which is, I'll say now, it's when they, like, cut into the neck to put a tube in the neck so that someone can breathe, as opposed to, like, putting a tube down the mouth. So, like, if there's a blockage in the top of the throat or where the mouth is, then they'll cut into the neck to be able to gain access to the patient's airways but it's definitely not done very often especially not in the operating rooms where i was working so yeah the surgeon had not done it on a person before (laughs) so yeah so that was like one of the really like vivid parts of it like so certain points of the the memory were more vivid than others and it was hard like once I started dissecting the memory to be like okay like I remember this happening I remember that happening but like what like actually happened or like what was the actual reason for this occurring Mm. because also I was like a nurse who came into the room because of the emergency bell I wasn't like there from the beginning either so yeah (laughs) it was like trying to dissect (laughs) all of that it it was very complicated and like trying to dissect all of that and then like put it down in like a workable paragraph so you can see that even I mean when I read it I was like actually that wasn't as bad as maybe what I thought it was but at the same time like I didn't feel like it was my best writing but when you take into account all the factors I was like that was pretty good for a short space of time (laughs) but yeah so those were the issues that I had in general. <laughs> a lot of issues.
1: It was surprisingly challenging.
0: It was very challenging.
1: Yeah, I kept thinking of things. I was like, oh, you know, like there's quite a few times where, you know, I've you've been to like, it sounds really stupid, like a, you know, like a haunted house kind of thing. And I'm like, most people think it's funny. But then you're like, oh, you know, but like these things have happened in my past, which makes it, like this much more scary for me or like all these other things and you're like I can't I can't fit it in (laughs) I can't fit in a paragraph
0: at least you thought about that before starting whereas I got halfway through and I was like I did hmm where can I end this because if I continue going it's going to be very long and then because of the accuracy like I felt like I couldn't even quite like I, I knew how like the actual end happened and like you know that the patient was okay that they did get a tube down but I couldn't remember like how that happened in some ways I was like you know so I was like after the point where I stopped it it was like well you know they I guess they must have tried again and had some success but (laughs) I can't remember I'm like trying to remember exactly like because I'm like you know focused on like doing other points and like looking at the monitors and all of the rest of it and like being like okay is someone documenting this and all the responsibilities that you have like i wasn't like like i i knew they were doing stuff but you don't always know (laughs) a hundred percent like what's going down at once and that's why it's so important to have that head person there to be like you do this you do that but at the same time yeah i was like okay this is getting messy i'm just gonna stop it here
1: I guess that brings us to the last part, which is a little bit of a chat on whether we, whether or not we thought it was helpful for creativity.
0: So Sarah, what do you reckon? Like quite a few of these exercises that we've done. My answer is yes and no again. (laughs) So I think it does help with recalling emotions and putting yourself into a place where you can write about those emotions so, that when you need to do the same for your characters, you're more practiced at it. And if you are unsure what to write about, the prompt might spark some ideas or unstick you to get the words flowing again. But I did not particularly enjoy the exercise, perhaps because of the nature of it, like who likes revisiting their most stressed and frightened times, <laughs> but also because of all the issues that I had. So, I'm not really sure I think it was helpful but not a great experience for me and if it's not fun then I'm kind of like well what's the point (laughs) I feel like writing should be fun by virtue of being challenging I guess it was helpful (laughs) (laughs) is that you had to think about a lot of things and I guess in some ways there were a lot more skills being practiced than I even realized until like now that we discussing it I'm like oh yeah I guess you know we had to practice being concise we had to work out how we were going to get past these challenges and that in itself I guess is kind of like a form of like different skill sets that you need to use while writing however yeah I'm not sure I'd necessarily recommend it if you're looking for <laughs> like a lighthearted way to increase your creativity <laughs> actually I
1: feel pretty much the same way as you I was also a yes and no I guess like you the good thing was recalling the emotions but then you know they also changed with time especially for other events I was trying to decide whether I wrote about or not so that was a, a challenge in itself and because I kept second guessing that memory that I chose the whole time I was like well maybe I should stop maybe I should do something different. So I felt like I wasn't fully committed to the one that I had picked. I also obviously I'm still terrified of getting sleep paralysis again so I wasn't super keen about you know bringing the memory up so I did write it at like 9 p.m at night so I was like oh, this no. is right before bedtime this is going real well for me. <laughs> so I, I didn't find that as helpful like so I didn't particularly enjoy it however, I do think with like the last one we did like with the haikus with a little bit of modification I think it could have been more useful. I feel like if you had said we had said something like put your main character in their most terrifying situation Ooh, that, that you could, could think of and write a paragraph then I feel like it would be slightly removed from you and you could still access you know your emotions that you know, your fear emotions and how you felt in a scary situation, but projected on someone else, I feel like that might have been more helpful for me. So, <laughs> yeah, So <laughs> Like, thinking about what your main character is most afraid of, and then writing a paragraph of them in that situation. I think that might be more helpful, at least mm-hmm. for me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that is interesting, yeah. Uh,
1: so yes, those are my thoughts about helpful for creativity you know if you feel like revisiting your fears go for it
0: (laughs) yes pretty much on that note we should probably wrap this episode up
1: yes so if you'd like to be in one of our author spotlight sections you can head on over to our website lindesoncreations.com and hover your mouse over the podcast tab
0: and you'll find a drop down link to be featured next time on dear writer it is our author spotlight interview series so we're looking forward to sharing that with you
1: and if you'd like to know more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindesoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison
0: Creations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to your podcatcher of choice, and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.